Nigeria feels the heat. Today, Wednesday, May 7th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. The pressure mounts on Nigeria's government to find those kidnapped schoolgirls. One girl's father issued this desperate plea at a protest in Abuja. Police! We are begging the federal government of Nigeria. Police! We are begging our army intervene into this matter for us. We ask what it would take to negotiate the girl's release. Also today, a trove of suspected Nazi looted art switches hands unexpectedly. The German man who hid the art for decades died and left the collection to a Swiss museum. Officials there were as surprised as anyone. When I called them, they were totally, you know, flabbergasted and, and trying to figure out what was going on. Plus, unraveling a YouTube mystery in red, white, and blue. Support for PRI's The World comes from TiVo, recording up to six shows at once and 3,000 hours, plus Netflix, Hulu Plus, and YouTube, all on the TiVo Romeo DVR, TiVo.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. If you know the civil war in Syria, you know that for a while it's been called a stalemate, a grinding war of attrition. But today the balance shifted in one key battleground. The rebels effectively surrendered control of the key city of Homs. Martin Chulov is covering the story for Britain's Guardian newspaper. He's currently in Beirut. What exactly happened, Martin? This is not what a lot of people understand about a surrender deal. How did this work? Well, this is the end of quite a long process of negotiations between the Syrian regime and, and the opposition who have controlled the old city district in the center of Homs for the last three years. And that in recent months has become one of their last two holdouts in the city. Uh, they've been besieged, they've been starved into submission, they've been battered by aircraft and by artillery. And there have been two previous attempts for rebels to withdraw from these positions. They have involved Rebels actually leaving the old city. Uh, They're allowed to take one light weapon with them. Uh, They've been boarding buses provided by the UN, and they've been taken to another area of the city. And as you said, this is more than just a locally brokered ceasefire. The ramifications of this are significant. It does mean that Homs is at imminent risk of falling. There's only one other district that is controlled by the opposition, and there will be a negotiated ceasefire there as well. When that does happen, Homs, the so-called capital of the revolution, will have fallen to the Syrian regime. And that will give it a contiguous strip of land all the way from Damascus to Tartus in the northwestern coast, which is the heartland of the country Mm. and which is the part of Syria that the, the regime wants the most. But the rebels fought tooth and nail. They said they'd never give up in Homs, even as their buildings were reduced to rubble. Why did they agree? I think it was a, a military reality more than anything. They, they'd been surrounded for for so long, for more than two years now, and uh, their supply lines had whittled down. They'd, uh, as I said, they'd been starved into submission, and there, there wasn't anything that they could achieve by continuing to hold out. Um, they, they were going to either be killed or wounded eventually. Uh, there was no strategic gain for them. So they decided to cut their losses and to try and regroup. If they could negotiate a safe uh, exit for themselves, they, they thought there's a better chance of contributing to the opposition cause from elsewhere in the country. The rebels were allowed to keep uh, their light weapons, as you said, and one rocket-propelled grenade launcher per bus. What's in it for the government, uh, Bashar al-Assad's government, to let these rebels go and keep some weapons? 
a, a weapon each doesn't change things in the battlefield. It, it's it's more tokenism than anything. I think it it's partly about dignity, which allows a, a, a fighting man to withdraw with his weapon, but by the same token, it doesn't pose any any real risk or any threat to the Syrian regime. So I think it, it's it's simply just to, to get that deal underway, to allow a, a fighter to take the, the weapon that he has fought with, fully knowing that that's not going to change things in this battle. Right. So the government has a passageway that is theirs right through Syria now. There's an election in June. Bashar will no doubt win that. But you think he's now also heading toward a military victory? The, the grinding stalemate that... Um, uh, you led the introduction with was was pretty well right, and um, it, it remains the case. Apart from a few key points around the country, Homs first and foremost amongst them, I think it's fair to say that the regime does control the strategic heart of Syria now, and it's very difficult to see how it could lose that again. So the strategic victories are on their side, but uh, if you look to the north, the east, and the south, it's it's a very different picture. 